0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 123 of the High Sensitivity Podcast, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-hosts.
1: My name is Craig. We're back. We're here.
2: My name is Craig. Happy to be back. Happy to be with you guys. Happy to, I guess not hear you listeners, but be able <laughs> to talk to, to everyone.
0: <laughs> yep. And while we took a week off, you know what doesn't take yes. a week off ever? Yeah the, the news. news that was
1: cool oh, I
2: didn't see that coming. that was
1: another great one that's I would say two weeks in a row but we didn't record last week so that was a good <laughs> three would've... weeks in a row Barry yeah,
2: yeah I'll take it would have been a great one if we recorded last week he would have had a great segue he would have no doubt. I'm
0: I'm, wor- I'm working on making them better three two years in now and the they're just starting to come to me now the transition I <laughs> so don't for- force them as hard <laughs> talk about uh no there's no forcing here I can't I can't okay. roll that one in but <laughs> the probably the biggest part of the news story on my end is going to be like the nintendo frat, frat culture is exposed that now it faces lawsuits for harassment and discrimination mm. kind of sucks to hear that nintendo's doing this but i kind of have a feeling that most gaming companies are like this especially old-timey ones like nintendo we also heard about it with blizzard but you know gaming used to be primarily what most people think is like a men's hobby or a boy's hobby. Like it's usually run by men for men, that kind of thing. Well, nowadays I find that, you know, women are now getting and girls are getting into gaming more so than ever before. And that includes any gender to be completely honest. Any gender right now is getting into gaming more often. And with that, you know, these people who are growing up with gaming want to become developers and stuff like that. But now they're running into the issue of, you know, Nintendo is now like a frat culture because back in the 80s, 90s and 70s, it was all, you know, being for men, frat culture type thing. So now these these people get hired in these jobs and find that they're getting paid less than their peers or because of they feel like because of their gender or orientation, they end up not being available or not being eligible, I should say, for full time positions or get discriminated against from their fellow peers it just kind of hears it just kind of sucks to hear all this but Mm -hmm. i i I have a feeling that yeah blizzard nintendo i have a feeling and like even sony has kind of come out and it hasn't come out but also faces you know these types of lawsuits for these types of things and i have a feeling a lot of gaming companies are like this more often than what we hear it just happens to be that now we hear about nintendo in this as well
1: yeah, I think it's probably a good thing that the this culture that's existed for a long time, like, is starting to get found out more and more, so we can get rid of it, and the people that need to be bounced out of their positions get bounced out of their positions, so that we can get back to where it needs to be. Because you're right, like it was, even like growing up, um, that for me that would have been like, you know, mainly. I mean, I started with Nintendo, but mainly like super nintendo sega playstation era like it was 100 percent aimed at dudes right yep. like playstation is what i think of the most when you think about like the the magazine ads and commercials for like tomb raider right like that was 100 percent aimed at adolescent teens um yeah and, and you know gta um that kind of stuff so i'm good i'm glad that we're getting away from that now we just need to work on getting those older generation of people out of positions of power in gaming and we'll be fine.
2: Yeah. You know, Craig, you bring up a good point. You know, thinking back on how games looked, especially in that time frame that you're talking about, they were geared that Mm -hmm. way. And when you have a game like Tomb Raider, that has a female protagonist, uh, how she was depicted, you know, (laughs) was definitely aimed at men, young men, uh, just with how she was drawn and how she looked nowadays you know with all of the amazing female protagonists that are created you know you have aloys you have um i don't know necessarily the woman who's going to be in the upcoming Forspoken. um even right. uh you know like you have ellie many, and abby legs tail yeah, like, like um, yeah there's yeah. just so many out that are depicted in a different light um you know even that what was that game what was the fighting game with all the women that were in the swim that are alive, that are alive.
1: Mm-hmm. Which,
2: and it's 7000 sequels, like even yeah. that, like, I mean, it's not not saying that it didn't get all of those sequels. But like, that's what I think of when I think of games back then. And it's, I, I just hope we kind of scrub this out of the culture, because Everybody of all different shapes, sizes, backgrounds, ethnicities, genders, everything, everybody, everybody's playing video games. And like, especially in the last four or five years, there's been such an ins- insane surge. You turn on Twitch, you can get any type of person that you would like playing a game. So yep. they got it. They got to. What, what do the kids say? They got to cancel that culture.
1: Yeah, or they do. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're well on our way, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, be- it's better there. It's better to start, I guess, here instead of starting, you know, years in the future from now when, you know, it's yep. people tend to wash things under the bridge more. I don't know. Maybe, maybe cancel culture in this particular case is, well, it is in this case a good thing because it's yeah. just trying to bring to light, you know, the frat culture that most of these game societies we grew up with are probably not too great. Yep, no. But on the brighter side, I need to share the fact that Twitter and social media blew up this weekend because Dragon Ball Z characters were added to Fortnite. Yes, and they it were. is yep. so yep. funny to watch. And I, I've probably watched the video at least a hundred times. But it's Goku who hits a Kamehameha, mm-hmm. and then hits the gritty uh, yep. as he's winning. Like I literally <laughs> so die laughing um, yep. every time I see it, and it's just funny to see because there's like now this. Hug emo and like the the fusion as well, like emo that's mm-hmm. come out, and it's kind of nice to see that. Like the only game that like has really cu- come forward with all this is like Fortnite, because you have yep. things from everywhere. You have anime characters, you've got video game characters, both from Xbox, PlayStation. I guess not so much Nintendo side of things, but regardless, it's because they're very safe of their brand, and. I, I just hadn't seen Fortnite blow up like this in a long time, but mm-hmm. they released the the Dragon Ball Z characters, and I just saw it just light up the internet in the best way possible. It is just so funny to watch, you know, these anime characters I grew up with um, hit the car the char or what is it, the Carlton or the yeah uh, yep. like just these really stupid it. dance moves. It's just hilarious.
1: Yeah, yeah, and. Uh... I know I've seen like a ton of memes too, but like just the fact that if you could go back in time and tell yourself as a kid that in the future, there's going to be a game where you could play as all these different characters. Like you could have a game where Goku is fighting John Cena or mm. the rock or like uh, who else is in there? Naruto. Um, yeah, LeBron. Just like, yeah, LeBron. It It's just insane. Like to think that all of these characters, like we've, I know I've personally dreamt of like a game where all my favorite characters are in it and not even play Fortnite, but the fact that like there's so many characters in this game is just insane and that they Mm -hmm. can all do stupid dances and, and all that stuff. It's really cool. I know like Fortnite's not for me, but it's, it's pretty cool to see.
2: Yeah. My, uh, my wife and I recently started getting back into playing just here or there, you know, Mm -hmm. a couple of matches, we play with some friends who are still into it and, uh, it's just kind of refreshing to see. I mean, now in terms of paying for everything is not that refreshing because Fortnite right. still has a upward battle if you're trying to get all the costumes and like, or even one in the game, because I like, I refuse to pay. That's yeah. that's my stance on Fortnite. I want to play. I really don't want to pay, but it is nice. And that's one of the moves that Fortnite keeps making. That's going to keep solidifying them every single year and keep the fan base because I mean, look what they just did, and then it blows up, and then people who maybe aren't even playing Fortnite anymore or stopped a year ago or two years ago now they're they might get back into it because of Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z, I love Dragon Ball Z. That won't get me into playing Fortnite again, but there's got to be somebody out there that's like, I can be Vegeta, yeah. you know, I could be Piccolo or like whomever, like whomever's being released. So. That's th- they're making moves and it's it's they got the right algorithm and they keep doing it, you know? Yep.
0: yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I I like to think about in the future what Fortnite will have, like when we're 30 years from now, like I'm pretty sure we'll be probably around. be well, one. No, I don't know. I don't know about it being around, but more like a generational type of game.
1: Yeah. Like yeah.
0: I you I really haven't seen a game like this in my lifetime at least where i think about it 30 years from now and i'm going to be like this is something that like kids adults and everything like that like they know and they understand uh even be just because of like how generational fortnite has become don't forget about
1: minecraft too yeah yeah
0: yeah, probably minecraft as well you're right that this would be then like that second game
1: I think Fortnite's more popular, but I think when we look back 30 years from now, it's going to be Fortnite and Minecraft.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: I I mean, there's going to be games that are going to try. Like, I mean, Apex Legends is, I can Mm -hmm. say right now, is not going to have the longevity in terms of, like, a free game as, like, something like Fortnite. That's just the first one that came to my head. Or Minecraft, for that matter. But, Mm -hmm. um... I don't know. Like, do you think they'll bring back? Because I remember when I first saw the trailer or commercial for Fortnite, it started out as basically like a protect yourself from the zombies game. That's what I thought I was getting when when it came out. And I can't believe I forgot about that until now. But you know, maybe they bring that back. Maybe 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 when they see a decline in sales, they uh, they they, uh, maybe go back to what it was originally planned, or at least like upscale yeah. it
0: uh, what was yeah. originally planned now they they did have a physical release of the game that did do that
1: yep they okay.
0: but you can't find like you can't find that physical release and I, I'd be interested to see 30 years from now what that physical copy like oh, is yeah. worth
2: oh yeah just because lot.
0: you yeah because you you can't find it anymore and I know it's probably not worth a lot right now but people will be like oh I remember this game and we'll all be at that point digitalized into the internet so mm-hmm. how how do pe- how do people interact with it still, especially if the servers are closed or whatever thirty years from now? So yep. it's it's fun to think about. I'd be in, uh, I can't wait to see what it ends up being worth thirty years from now, okay, especially if it's a collector's item. Yeah, of course. Yep. Uh, lastly, for what I have is a new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet competitive trailer came out, showed off a new Pokemon called cycles are i think that's going to be how it's pronounced mm-hmm. it looks to be like a pre a pre-evolved form of the two legendaries that you get and that that's been something that's done for four you know we had uh manaphy from um uh from i think generation four and yeah three or four it was kind of in between though between them so it's not the first time we see like a pre-evolution for a legendary pokemon but I feel like right now, Pokemon is really trying to hype up its competitive scene for this game. And the terrestrial form really seems to come out and, like, change the game up in a big way. So it's nice to see that Pokemon is probably, you know, starting to lean more toward the competitive scene because they see that esports are only getting bigger. So it's. It's nice to see. I when we talk about movies and what we watch this week, I watched way too much competitive Pokemon this week. <laughs> there were five live streams, I think, three, five or three. It was like Pokemon oh, wow. Unite, Pokemon video game, Pokemon TCG, Pokemon Go. That is an actual like competitive scene as well. So it's like there were like four live streams of just the World Championships this week. And it was really fun to watch. I watched way too much of it. But uh, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys go ahead and share your news. That's all I have.
1: Go
2: ahead. Um, So I guess the big one for me or one of the big ones for me is um, based off of a accidental Amazon listing, uh, Dead Island 2 yep. got accidentally revealed or at least like not to the way that it wanted to be revealed. Now, for a lot of people, um, including myself, who's more intrigued now, um i know my wife's a big fan of dead island i'm excited to kind of see what they do with it especially when they have particular games that have tried its style like maybe like dying light 2 with parkour like kind of thing but same thing um it's got a tentative release date it looks for like february 3rd 2023 which is kind of refreshing when we think about what the Q1 of 2023 looks like in terms of games, because all of these games are getting pushed back yep. um, into the into Q1. So it's nice. I always kind of laugh when something gets revealed as an accidental listing somewhere in terms of pricing or if something accidentally gets revealed in terms of a uh, something in addition to the game. So it, it, it's nice. It's it's been like a decade yep. since Dead, Dead Island came out. And then we all kind of had that little tease with the goat simulator trailer that looked like <laughs> Dead Island 2 for most of us for the first 30 seconds. So I'm, I'm excited. I don't care if it gets pushed back. Personally, uh, I did not finish Dead Island 2. oh sorry, Dead Island 1 myself. But I do like the concept of the side quest aspect in an undead world. It works. It's a nice kind of change, even though with most things it ends up being fetch quests, like my per- my friend died over here. Can you get their necklace? My friend like that's yep. That's the recurring theme. So that was interesting to see. Can uh, a Bridge of Spirits is coming to PC. It's also coming with an update as well, which seems to be more content. Barry, I thought that you would find that interesting because I guess out of the three of us, you were when it did come out you were uh you were most excited for it but Mm -hmm. that's did you ever beat it
1: perry
0: (laughs) i i got really close i i think i have an hour left if i'm being completely honest but i know okay and you guys know me every all the games get lost in a shuffle once uh Mm -hmm. once the new release (laughs) season hits i really should finish that game for sure it's only an hour left i could probably do it pretty quickly yeah
2: yeah that's um That's exciting for me. I never played it. I just kind of missed the train. I was intrigued by it, but then as I heard different feedback on either side, it didn't intrigue me enough for a purchase, but you never know. You know, your ideas change a
0: game. It's definitely a game. Like if they ever put it on sale, I'd highly recommend it. Like it Mm -hmm. is, it's just, it is a shorter game. Uh, for what it's worth right now but it ends up going on sale for like 30 to 20 bucks it is an app ab- it's an absolute buy at that yeah. at, at, at that price range especially because I I, I want to see these people succeed because they are like ex animators like the game looks gorgeous I think plays pretty well it's just mm-hmm. on the shorter end of what I think a lot of people were expecting so ember labs i hope that you know if if they can put it on sale or do anything like that that they definitely should just to get more people to experience your game
2: yeah um there was an, another game that's coming to pc uh and not spider-man i think it's death stranding, death stranding. not stranding. as big of correct game death pass, yep. game
1: game pass, pass for for PC. yeah isn't it for yeah. pc though yeah just for pc not for
2: xbox oh speaking of that don't mean to overshadow death, death stranding but yeah, you uh, you, apparently can't. There's you can't
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't for some reason death stranding to me feels like some insane ups simul- simulator if you really wanted to take people through the grind Yep. Or like if you were to play a game, if you worked for any type of delivery service after work and not want to play it because it reminded you of work, that's what Death Stranding reminds me of. It's random thought. But anyway, back to what I was uh, what I was trying to say. Apparently, PlayStation is releasing an, an online version, which seemingly looks like Game Pass or is going to have like a Game Pass online kind of thing i'm excited uh i wasn't expecting that because sometimes playstation takes a drag their feet route with certain things i am forever a sony person just because i i'm biased like i had playstation longer in my households growing up and even into my adulthood but i do like to give Microsoft its due in certain things and just Game Pass and having the access on computers is like, is something interesting. So I want to kind of keep a tab on that as well. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that as well, what your thoughts were on it.
1: I mean, it could be interesting if they're going to put their first party stuff on there, right? Yeah. I mean, I would play it on PC. I just don't have any desire to buy any of their first party stuff again for PC. I just don't see the point.
0: Yeah, it yep. would be neat if it was something that was included with the premium membership, right? Maybe, I, I don't know. Like, I get so I understand Sony's want to get into the PC market because now they're starting to see because you know the, they did mention in you know news stories how well Spider Man did sell, on yeah. PC, and that just makes complete sense. It's it's one of the, I want to say the first in a long time where a Marvel game like was really really good. And that Mm -hmm. was before, you know, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy came out, at least in my eyes. And with that, Sony just wants to kind of join in in this marketplace sort of thing, have its own launcher, make its own money from it. I just uh, too many launchers on PC for me. You know, I already have to play Steam, play Xbox Game Pass. I have to get on my Epic game account if (laughs) I want to play Fall Guys with my friends. So it's like there's so much like leaping back and forth that to have to add now Sony like PlayStation launcher to the mix would just kind of be a drag.
1: And Blizzard and EA. Yes. Yeah, because (laughs) they all have their own as well. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, we have to wait and see. I mean, I just don't think they're going to have it. They would have to add it to the premium. They would have version because they're not going to have a whole lot to put on there. Um, so I don't think they're going to be able to charge any more for it. At least, I mean, I say that, but they probably will.
2: (laughs) If anything, if anything, it creates only real excitement, like sincere excitement for new content, Mm -hmm. you know, if they pull some type of I'm not saying they're going to pull an entire stray, but one of the cool things about transitioning to the extra premium was the fact that stray was just like there when it came out and a lot of people played it through that route. That was a deciding factor for me, at least to well, one of my deciding factors to upgrade. Yeah, so I guess it, new content would be where it's exciting, you know, but That's fair. Uh, the last thing I have is quite small, but it's it's medium big for me. Uh, there's a rumor that days gone is gonna transition to a movie.
1: <laughs>
2: okay, if they get the right person, if they get like, um, oh, who's the guy who plays like uh, Negan from Walking Dead? Is it Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Mm-hmm. If they get somebody like that, you know, yeah, to possibly at, play? at
1: that point, is it are we not just doing Walking Dead again with this movie? Essentially, like, why do we need it? I don't understand why we need it. Personally. I I I I can't answer
2: you. Actually, I don't know why we need it. I think what (laughs) happened to me is I saw that and then I remembered how much I liked the game. Mm -hmm. The game was not game of the year, but it was quite an enjoyable experience for what it had. And even with the bugs that I saw that and then I remembered how I like how much I liked the game and I was like, oh, I'll check it out. But Mm -hmm. if it's free on Netflix or something like that, I don't I didn't see exactly the route it's taking there, then I'll watch it. But I thought that was pretty interesting because there's no announcement of like really a sequel or anything solidified for a sequel, but it is getting a movie. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. But that's all I got for news.
1: All right. So my one piece of news, which actually isn't news, but it ties into your uh, Dead Island 2 that you talked about and how it kind of got put up as a release date, I think this is what, like the sixth or seventh time that it's had a release date at this point over 10 years. (laughs) But what I wanted to do is I grabbed 16 games that are in or have been in development hell are not out yet. Some of them are scheduled to come out, but some of them are not. I have 16 set up in a bracket. How we're going to do it is 60 seconds per matchup to decide which one will be higher rated, received better. All right? So you okay. two have 60 seconds to debate on each of these. Okay. Um, and then we'll come up with a winner. So here we go. Number one, Dead Island 2 and Diablo 4. Which
2: Diablo one's going to do better?
1: Which one will do better? Which one will be received better?
2: Diablo, Diablo 4. Received Man. better Diablo 4.
1: Okay. That didn't even take you 60 seconds. Okay. Uh, next one. We have In the Valley of the Gods, if you remember what that was. This was uh, the next game from the people who did uh, Firewatch. Okay. this was announced all the way back in like 2017. Um, If you need to look it up, I'll give you time to look it up. But In the Valley of the Gods versus Bully 2. Oh, man. (laughs) Now, some of these may never actually come out, but just off the top of your head by looking at both of those games, which one do you think would be? better received of the two now this is a bully. hard one bully okay. 2 all
2: right. I'm, I'm looking at it i'm going to say sorry there's not much difference in our opinions but when <laughs> no, that's I'm fine. looking at bully 2 they've okay. had they've had so much time to polish it and make it better
1: if and if, when if it gets out did. of it yeah <laughs> yeah all right uh bayonetta 3 which is almost out and oh. star wars eclipse bayonetta now this is quantic Dream star wars
0: yeah, that's right. Um, I I guess I guess on th- thinking it's that Star Wars game, I'm probably going to go with Bayonetta as well, okay. just because like quadri- uh, Quantic Dream has kind of uh, garnered a negative reputation for the way that they tell stories as of late.
1: Sure. All right, Vampire Masquerade, Bloodlines two, and the new Untitled Bioshock.
0: Untitled Bioshock. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think That's the, one,
0: the one you're
2: talking about. Isn't that the, the masquerade where you're the detective, or is that the masquerade where there's a bunch of factions? Like, th- there's a so bunch many
1: of factions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah still, yep. still the new Bioshock. All
1: right. Uh, Metroid Prime 4 uh, and that. Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake.
2: I was waiting for, for Prime 4. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Prime 4. Just, it's great. Cool.
1: This was a little tougher. <laughs> Do you think they uh, really can improve on what Prince of Persia is a well-loved game? It and that's really That's what is. I'm
0: thinking. Like, Prince it is a Persia classic. Is.
1: Hmm? Prince of Persia. That, that game specifically, Prince of Persia Sands of Time, was a well-received game. Yes. Very highly regarded. Oh, so the I- fact that they're remastering it, remaking it, is I interesting. Think Prince
0: of Persia. I think Prince of Persia would be received better. I- okay.
1: All right. I mean, you got to pick one. You guys are on opposite sides.
2: Oh, okay. We both have to align. Yeah, you uh, got to align on that. this one. Oh, that's how debates work. You have to figure <laughs> out.
0: <laughs> the
1: only I mean,
2: reason
0: I, the only reason I don't say Metroid Prime, the Metroid Prime Four, is because we just got Metroid Dread, and it but like how well they well. did with that.
1: It got received well. It got it received get, well. No, you don't it didn't. They take it, the momentum it, into.
0: No, not <laughs> so much that as it is, they would be getting another Metroid Prime game. And then there's Metroid Dread soon afterward, where Prince of Persia, we now have this huge gap of <laughs> from the last Prince of Persia to this Prince of Persia game. And it's a well-received classic. And also, Metroid Prime 4 will probably end up like, I know it'll probably end up being like a first-person shooter, yep. like how how the other ones were. And... I feel like prince of persia is more of a throwback to the older type of game where i have a feeling that people are going to look at it with more nostalgia and there's a chance that metroid prime 4 also could suck like there's not all the metroid games have been received well
2: that's true i'm gonna i'm just gonna be cynical here okay i'm gonna be cynical here i'm gonna treat prince of persia in my opinion, the way if you were to remaster Avatar and try to get me to buy that again today. (laughs) Like, it was great. It's a classic. Well, I guess Avatar, I wouldn't consider necessarily a classic classic. It was good for the era and it broke financial Mm -hmm. uh, goals. But I am skeptical of how well received a, re, uh, a revitalized version of it would be nowadays there's been plenty of time where it's nostalgic but there's also been plenty of time for us to be like meh you know and like and just kind of like not see it in the same light that it had uh i'm probably going to eat my words in a podcast in the future because uh, you know <laughs> please bring this up when you know whenever prince of persia does highly exceed our expectations but I just I'm just skeptical of that I think prime four will be better but for the sake of this podcast moving on I well can... I'll say is
1: you guys went past your 60 seconds so I'll pick oh, yeah. and I say it's Metroid prime Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's my pick I'll just be the deciding factor if you guys can't that works. um all right beyond good and evil 2 and oh. stars and star citizen. Which is the both of them have been in development for eighty thousand years.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, my I'm gonna say Star Citizen, but that's also because I know next to nothing. Okay. About Beyond Good and Evil too.
1: Are are people not like fed up with Star Citizen though at this point because they just refuse to finish that game? That's a good question.
0: At least the game is playable. You can play it. It, it is no. playable. Yeah. Like, demo-wise and whatnot, like, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about it. Beyond Good and Evil 2, that trailer was released, I think, almost in, like, 2017. Something or like that, or yeah. Or 16, one of those. Well, we three. had one,
1: like, a year or two ago as well, remember? Yeah. yeah. And
0: you get that trailer, and then it's kind of been lost out of your mind. Yeah, like, Star Citizen and what they're kind of doing, I think, is pretty scummy. Yeah. Uh, just to continue to take money and what seems to be never finish this game, but...
1: They've made millions of dollars, or it's a close I, to a billion at this point, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I can't judge Beyond Good and Evil 2 because I've never played the series, nor do I have any okay. idea what it's right. about.
2: I'm going to go with Star Citizen 2, okay. and the only reason is because after going and looking at it a little bit further, I do remember being hyped when they were showing this, mm-hmm. but... Clearly, it was too ambitious for them to be able to release
1: it in a reasonable. I don't think they have any any plan to ever release it, honestly. At this point, they've just been collecting money for years. Uh, Okay.
0: And one day it'll get caught for some sort of scheme or something like that. And then we won't have to worry about it anymore.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right. So um, the next one, this one doesn't have a title, but Ken Levine, the creator of Bioshock, his new game which is not titled and half-life two episode three half-life oh. two episode three. <laughs> yes. Know. Okay. Yes. You, you're both in agreement on half-life two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one, the last one in the first rounds here, we have a GTA six. And if you need to look this one up, you can, but Everwild, if you don't remember what that is,
0: no, I know. Ever- I feel Wild. like I do.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember like the trailer
0: out. for it. Couple years ago, right? It's GTA Six, yeah. It's GTA Six, without without question.
2: Uh, yeah, it's GTA Six. Right. I don't know why I looked up
1: Everwild. It's like I don't know. Everybody's. I, I mean, a million people are going to buy GTA Six, right? But at this yeah. point, I feel like our perception on Rockstar has gone from like they make nothing but insanely good games to they're kind of scummy, and their GTA Three Remaster was crap. You know what I mean? And like I don't know. No. They only they've changed a lot, but yeah, you're Th- probably that's right. a good point. Yeah. Alright. So if we go back here, we got Diablo 4 and Bully 2. Four. Diablo 4. Very.
0: I'll say Diablo 4 as well.
1: Okay. I don't also Activision's coming off of not the greatest, right? Mm-hmm. And also their Diablo Immortal has not been reviewed well. So I mean you I probably would also say Diablo 4, but I think if Bully 2 ever came out, that would be insane as well. Yeah, Um, I agree.
0: Yeah, it's it's close.
1: Bayonetta 3 or a new Bioshock?
0: New Bioshock.
1: Yeah. Okay. definitely. I agree on that as well. All right. Uh, Metroid Prime 4 or Star Citizen?
2: (laughs) I'm, I'm I think I'm sticking with Prime 4.
1: I don't okay. know. I just have this belief
2: okay. system about it.
0: Yeah, Prime 4.
1: OK, that's fair. That's probably what I have chosen. All right. Half-Life 2 Episode 3 or GTA 6?
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, that
1: one sucks. <laughs> Ew. That yeah, one really sucks. sucks.
2: That's like a marginal victory,
1: but mm-hmm. or like at mm-hmm. least. Yep. Do the mm-hmm. right thing.
0: I, I think Half Life Two Episode Three.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Gordon and say Half
1: Life Yeah Two Episode Three as well. I just think that when GTA Six comes out, it's gonna sell a bazillion copies, right? But if Half Life Two Episode Three were to ever come out, it would literally break the internet. It yeah, the, yeah, that's what I'm thinking internet. as well. Yeah. Like people
0: would lose their minds.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Everybody would be building computers to be able to handle it. Like it would just be insane. All right. Diablo 4 or a new Bioshock? Hmm. I think I'm going to say Diablo 4. Wow. You guys have a lot of faith in Activision right now. I don't have necessarily faith. (laughs) I just know that. You have faith that people were still going to be hyped for Diablo 4? Yeah. Even after Immortal and how scummy it was? I
2: feel like Activision, in terms of Diablo, is like the academic collegiate kid that like went out one night got drunk failed a test and then because of that the next time he like is going to ace the heck out of the next test that's the bet that's the best analogy that i have okay um
1: i'm gonna go with four okay that's fair metroid prime four or half-life two episode three half yeah half. yeah
0: half-life half-life okay.
1: And then it's Half Life 2 Episode 3 or Diablo 4? Half Life. Half. Okay. So Half Life 2 Episode 3 then would be the most well received game out of all these games that may never see the light of day. Some of them yeah. obviously will, but I think a lot of these may never. And I also, I guess, honorable mention, I didn't put Skull and Bones on there. Um, oh, Skull and Bones? Because that was in development hell for years. And now that's. Yeah, yeah, it was. Out. But yeah, Half Life Two—that's our winner.
0: All right, there we go. Uh, any any other news then? Nope. Nope. All right, let's go ahead into games this week. Which for me, I am back in action Ooh. with my reviews and opinions of Madden twenty three. <laughs>
1: let's get mm-hmm. it. Is that let's all you played? Yes. Okay. Um, I also played Madden. Uh, I played Roller Interesting. And hear what you think of that. I also played two point hospital as well and Arcade Paradise on PC and then just briefly started Thymasia. Okay, I actually bought it guys. I didn't like rent it. I actually oh, wow. bought it.
2: How I want to hear Reg? what you think of that one too. <laughs> um, so me, I did a lot of Monster Hunter Rise, which okay. I already briefly talked about two weeks ago and I'm also very late. So I don't have to go <laughs> into that one but I also I got into Cult of the Lamb which yeah. is the Oh good case. good. And
1: everybody's talking about
2: that. Everybody's talking about that. Twitch is blowing up with it and mm-hmm. then I also I went ahead Barry I don't know why I'm looking directly at you when I say this but <laughs> I mentioned a game a while ago called Thirsty Suitors. Well, my wife thought it'd be funny to download the demo of thirsty suitors to play. So I played that demo as well. That was the one where you, it was, that was the uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world like you fight your yeah. ex boyfriends kind of thing. So I yeah, had yeah. like, it's a 10 to 15 minute demo, but I just have a little bit on that as well just to just to talk about it, but mainly Cult of the Lamb.
1: Also, Barry, on a side note, I don't know if you saw this, but I figured I'd bring this up because you played it a while ago. But you remember Fashion Police? I do. Yes. It is blowing up. Yeah. On Steam. I
0: remember. Yeah. I remember the demo. <laughs>
1: yeah. The. Yeah. I just saw like a bunch of news articles like, oh, you have to check out this game. And I was like, hold on. That was like, we talked about that a while ago. I remember that.
0: Yeah. We, yeah, we got invited to the demo and yep. it was... It's definitely been over a year since that It's been demo. a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's I still have it. I still have the demos that shows up in my Steam library. Uh, but it with the belt. Yeah, that game. <laughs> that game is definitely meant like it. It is a very fun. A lot of things to do like fast paced yeah. shooters. So that makes sense for me. But I want to hear about um, Thirsty Suitors demo.
1: Yes. Okay.
2: Thirsty excited. Suitors. Uh, Thirsty Suitors. Uh. Essentially, I know I kind of already described it, you know, a while ago. But it's basically you play this girl who's kind of back in town. She's on a bus riding back in, and again, I only had ten to fifteen minutes of it. I'm going to be honest, gentlemen. The beginning of the game started out very similar to a Kingdom Hearts. Don't say that. Well, I'll tell you why. Not in. Not in. not in performance and how they executed it but you started off with your your talking to yourself and you're in kind of this fantasy world skateboarding which they're apparently going to do a lot of in the game but you're skateboarding from platform to platform at every platform it asks you a question but it asks you a question that maybe you would hear from a friend if you were an adolescent female like going to school which is like are you afraid of rejection you're your ex comes into the room and says this, what do you do? And then there'll be three answers. It'll say, play it cool. It says, I don't have an ex or it'll have like answers like that. And you select them. And after about nine of these, which the person, the person who's narrating is the voice of the main character. She's very sarcastic. She almost kind of has like, it's like if she was Iago talking to herself right on her shoulder. And at the end, that dictated your starting, well, at least one of your starting stats based on how you answered. Like, Mm -hmm. depending on what you said, you either ended up in like a heartbreaker type of person or a bohemian type of person. Like, these are the things you can level up in the game. So character wakes up on a bus after that dream sequence, and then you have to, after you get dropped off the bus, decide who you want to take you home or who you want to ask for. Now clearly the person has like burned a lot of bridges in the town she's returning home to because you have a choice between asking your parents, your older sister, or your ex. And if you select ex, the character says something snide and that's not a selection anymore. If you like if you ask your like so you, you go through a one or two selections and then you actually meet your first ex-boyfriend who walks into the same area as you as you it's like a diner and that's the first battle system and i don't know if you guys actually saw like any of the footage but
0: yeah yeah i'd r- watch the tra- yeah i'd watch the trailer yeah.
2: so you basically have seen the full extent of the battle that and that's where the demo ends for me it's rpg based but all of the moves that you do are comically thrown around as like they use the word thirsty like the whole time. Like you're trying to build up the thirst meter for your ex-boyfriend because an attack that you do after he's thirsty for two rounds or three rounds will do more damage and you can flirt in between or like he's there's a lot of talking in the RPG battle and you respond and it changes how the battle goes. Now, it was okay. It was semi-okay. The music's pretty good. The music actually is what saved it for me because the actual visuals, I could see where they were trying to go artistically, but it wasn't executed fully. I still right. suggest pl- trying it out. You might feel differently from me. I uh, i came in with a little bit of skepticism, which I tried not to with certain games and I definitely came into it with this one. So that's fair. I still recommend trying it, Yeah, at least the demo. Yeah, it's
1: free. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Barry.
0: I was to say, do we want to jump into Madden or do you want to go into, like, Thymasia or Madden. something? Madden.
1: Madden. This All is right. the main event. Let's go into Let the main uh, uh, Let's get that going because I know you have thoughts. I know I have thoughts.
0: Yeah, so I have thoughts, <laughs> and I'm going to preface this. I used up my entire 10-hour trial wow. uh, before okay. I physically got the game. I have played this game. I know this game. Mm-hmm. It's in my blood. Uh, <laughs> but so Madden 23, and it kind of comes with a lot of tradeoffs here. I do feel like this is actually the first next gen. Get uh, game sports game uh, like there really is no loading screen like it is very, very short, like loading screen wise, especially when loading into a game. There is a certain amount of smoothness, especially in the frame rate option. Like the game looks very
1: smooth, except uh, for John which is, Madden.
0: except for John Madden. Yeah, he
1: looks like crap.
0: Does he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. yeah. But the game, the game is different. I this game mm-hmm. feels more different than past Madden's, which I think is why people are giving this game like a benefit of the doubt sort of thing and overall like i am a little bit more positive about this game i do wish they would just trash modes like their face of the franchise stinks sorry it's just stupid it sucks their grid i I forget what it is like the gridiron um thing where it's like you draft players with a team i could actually completely forget the game that's how that's how stupid it is Mm -hmm. like you have the play now you have the franchise, and you have your Ultimate Team. Which I don't play Ultimate Team, but I understand You know that's where EA gets a lot of its money. I am... Gameplay-wise, I, I am impressed. I do think bringing back the QB vision was a good idea. Kind of brings a little bit more control, even, even though it still frustrates me a lot. Like, they talk about how this is all, you know, how you want to throw the ball. Sometimes I... Sometimes I wish there was just a dedicated button to like tell when you're trying to do a touch pass or a lob pass cuz mm-hmm. I'll try like a lob pass or I want to do a lob pass but I guess I held the button in too long for it to be a touch pass and it ends up getting intercepted over you know over what you know what I'm trying to throw over the defender and he just doesn't throw over the defender. And maybe it's because I'm playing as Tua Tagovailoa. That might be my fault. He is a 76 <laughs> rated quarterback <laughs> in the game. So maybe if I was playing as Tom Brady, it might be a little bit easier.
1: I uh, I, I went yeah. back to the original way of throwing so fast. I hate that I, I hate it. I was all about like, I'm either going to adapt and
0: uh, I will adapt to die with <laughs> with this system because th- they did do this and they've put you know work into it. And I wanted to at yeah. least see what this work was. And I do see the benefits of bringing back quote unquote QB vision here when it works yeah exactly when it works uh but that's the thing about first generation type things is that you're usually inheriting it with all the bugs and hopefully this gets better uh mm-hmm. but i do think personally ea needs to come up with a dedicated button that switch like that decides either between a lob pass or a touch pass like yep. holding it in for bullet makes sense but yeah, the it does. But you have to like tap it for tap it for lob or like yeah. press or it in for yeah. touch. Like it's yeah. there's there's too much like there's too much overlap. I think in uh like a pr- like touching the button and then like actually pressing it in. Like there's too much overlap there that it gets confusing. And they already do that with like high passes and like low passes. It should be very easy to program a button to be able to do lob pass. To be completely honest, yep. so. Gameplay wise, I do feel like it's better. Uh, this is definitely like a better, I think, playing Madden uh, than most uh, than most ones. There are still bugs. I didn't document it, but I should have. I literally like doinked a field goal for a game winning field goal, and it said I won. Like it. it <laughs> wow. The replay, the ball did not go over. Like the the ball bounced off of the inside of the post. It did not go through it uh, off of the crossbar. I should say of the field goal, and then popped back out. Which I don't think is a field goal in NFL. Oh, no. Well that was um, a freebie.
1: Yeah. You're giving yeah, me flashbacks. Remember last year? Oh remember, yeah. Last year was a how, match. Yeah, I I had a game where I won 42 to 7 and when I went back to the main screen, it said I lost 34 14. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> no, yeah, like there are still there it's always fun for me because
0: I see I see the stupid moments when like your player gets your player gets tackled and he lets go of the ball to like do a celebration. And then the yep. ball magnetizes back yep. to his ha- ha- to his head. <laughs> it's, it's funny, but it's also buggy like that. Yep. Th- that kind of thing should stop. It shouldn't be that hard to stop something to stop something like that from happening. I think franchise mode, the menu is better. It is definitely not like, as I think terrible as last year's franchise mode menu was, it still needs work, but like, overall, I'm happy to see that Madden is at least trying to change the gameplay, especially with bringing QB Vision back, in a way. Uh, I will admit the tackling on the defensive side just felt different this year. It took me a while to get used to it. Uh, I don't know if they changed something. I do know that they talked about, you know, the focus of, like, they've added 300 more tackling animation when it's, like, a double team, team tackle, solo tackle, everything like that. So there's a lot that's been added to the defensive side that I kind of had to get used to, but you know, they Madden really needs to trim the fat. I think is what is what I would say, like, get rid of the gridiron mode where it's, you know, it's featuring celebrities in your football team, that kind of thing. And like, just put the actual money, have Spike Lee write a football story. I don't know. That's what, that's what the NBA Yeah, Yeah. that's what the NBA ones used to do. And I, and I thought they were pretty entertaining overall. Mm -hmm. I just think that bug wise, yeah, they need to fix the bugs, but like trim the fat so you can make more room for improvements on the modes that matter. Nobody cares about the gridiron mode. And right now nobody cares about face of the franchise. I am willing to bet that less than let's this game, like football is very popular and this game always sells. I'm going to say 5 million copies to be modest. Mm-hmm. I am going to bet you that less than 1 million of those people play face of the franchise.
1: <laughs> mm. That always used to be my favorite, too. And, I, yeah, I I mean, that's what I've played the most of so far because I keep hoping that it's going to get better, and it just doesn't. I, it's just so uninteresting. Um, I think, too, I don't really like the new style of passing, but, like, you can get used to it. I do agree with you that I think the engine itself seems to be better. Um, And it kind of, for me, it gives me hope that this is like the stepping stone to college football next year. Right? Like this is them working on making sure that that game is the one that's going to like blow everybody out of the water. And if they can do that, then you got Madden coming right behind it. um, That will use the same engine. So, um, but again, like the, the biggest selling point of the college football games for me was the face of the franchise mode. I forget what they called it back then. It was like campus legend or something like yeah. that. Yep. Um, the, the two things, that's the two things I need that. And then the ability to play that. And then when I'm done, just import that character into Madden for the year and go right into face of franchise. They used to do that. They used to talk to each other and yeah. it would bring over all your stats from the college football game, right into Madden. Like, they need to be doing that. But I think this is definitely a better Madden game. Um, I just, they need to fix some more things for sure.
0: Yeah, when I definitely. They,
1: when did they stop doing that? College football? Well, no. When did they, like,
2: have they ever stopped? Because, like, I haven't, I, I don't play the games every year. Have they ever stopped the ability to be,
1: like, the college football to be able to transfer your player into, like, the latest Madden? I mean, they haven't done a college football game since. 2014 15 14 yeah it's been a long time i I think it's 14 it
0: could even be 12 yeah uh, to be to be honest yeah it has been a while and one thing that i will mention too is that i had hoped that this game was going to to like kind of focus more on the presentation Mm -hmm. of it it really doesn't they keep adding like once you do a big play they add the whole you know aws statistics like it's meant to feel more like a a broadcast they still don't do a good job of like adding to the to the broadcast feel of of an nfl game you know kind of the spectacle that they all put on i really wish like like let's say and i'll use my favorite team the miami dolphins as an example here like maybe put your assets toward like maybe the one o'clock games that your team plays in real life you don't like do much for But, like, at least give me something special for if my team has a primetime Sunday night game or a Thursday night game to at least switch it up from the fact that the only presentation things that we ever see anymore is, you know, the announcer goes, This week's matchup is Tua Tugavailoa and the Miami Dolphins versus Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. Yep. And then it's a splash screen of like three random defenders from both teams. And then it cuts <laughs> to, you know,
1: yep, yep. a
0: wide shot like I'm I you guys can close your eyes and I'm literally explaining like shot for shot what the yep. uh, what the intros are for the teams. So it's yep. just like I know they can. it. Sorry, they can afford Carrie Underwood to sing, you know, NBC's, yep. you know, Sunday Night Football thing like if they really wanted to. But they mm-hmm. won't. So
1: and they used to do that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah, like it was and I've talked about it before, like NBA 2K, sorry, NFL 2K5, like mm-hmm. having having Berman like yep. go over like the, the, the highlights with you was something fun. And I'm sorry, but the, the highlights like and maybe they aren't doing it because like for me, I think the highlight show is going to suck. So I just hold the A button yep. and just skip it. And who knows, maybe it actually is good this year. I need to actually physically not skip the, the I, I halftime think they, show to make sure. I think but, they don't put any
1: effort into that because the majority of players skip it. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think they probably have the data to look at and be like, do 85% of the people don't even look at the halftime show? So why bother? Because even if they make it cool, like when I think back of Madden games that had cool halftime things, I would watch it like the first two or three times and then skip it. Yeah. Right. So, like, why put the time into that?
0: Yeah. You're Um, not
1: wrong. But but also, like, again, like I hate tying it back into college football all the time, but they're already talking about the big thing with the college football game next year is they want to get the atmosphere right. They want to get the the Penn State whiteout. They want to get all that in their games. Why are you not doing that with Madden now? You know, like you have the money, you have the time to go to these stadiums yes, the college traditions are, are better than the NFL traditions, but there's still traditions for each stadium that you could right. be doing. And it's less because you have to do less stadiums than you do for college football. So like, just take the time and do it. You're already doing it for the college scene. Do it for the NFL scene too. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Like what he did. <laughs> yeah. So like no, overall, like, like Madden definitely feels like a more mixed bag this year, but I do see the improvements. Mm-hmm. This does feel like the first next gen Madden game that we've gotten. So, it's nice to see that this is probably a step in the right direction for it. It's just a matter of where does it go from here? Because there's been multiple times where they introduce a new a new a new type of gameplay to it and then take it away next year for some other stupid mode or some other stupid um uh feature in the game it's just that like the the games now focus so much on passing for the most part that like you should keep qb vision like what they're doing right now like makes sense because you're playing the qb every play so don't take this feature away or like you know next is add something to the running backs or something like that but it's you know it it is, it is what it is there. I, I am more positive about this game, and it seems as though scores of Madden seem to be a bit more, like, positive as well. Just t- take what you ca- take what I say with, you know, I am trying to give you guys truly my opinion on the Madden, and I play it every year. And the fact that these new gameplay elements, while a little bit frustrating, do feel like they bring something new to it, I think says a lot for the game franchise that constantly gets made fun of for never changing anything or never adding anything so you know take take that with
1: what you will I would say too like if you're on the fence about it and you're not sure if you want to throw $60 down one if you have game pass you can get a 10 hour trial absolutely included two you know this game's gonna be $30 Black Friday so like if you're that like and on the fence about it just wait until November which isn't that far off pick it up for 30 bucks half off right actually more than half off um, but yeah, it's not terrible. It's just not quite where I want it to be.
0: Yeah. And I will say I, the, all of my impressions come from the next gen version of the game. Yep. I don't believe that the last gen versions were adding this like type of uh, QB vision and the feet and the field motion. I think it's called or field sense is what they call it now. Addition for like the wide receivers and everything with realistic movement. So, if you're playing on a last gen console, I'll be completely honest with you, it may it may be the same game as yeah. as last year's. So, just keep that in mind. All of my opinions come from the next gen version, and yeah. that's the only one I've played. Same.
1: <laughs> you played on Xbox, right? Yes. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um, all right, let me uh, knock some of these out of here. Uh, Roller Drome. That's another one. If you have the uh, PlayStation Plus, you can get a 30 minute trial of this. Um, which is what I did, and I'm glad I did because this game sucks. Um, does not it? <laughs> Yeah, it's not really I did heard, not expect uh, that. I had heard
0: some good things. Yeah. yeah, so is it
1: see? I like the concept, right? The idea to me is cool because you're on roller skates, um, you refill your ammo by doing tricks. So you have a button for grabs, you have a button for flips, and you have a button for grinds, right? So and you also have a dodge button to dodge like people shooting at you so the idea is there for me to like, you're like trying to go around and jump off everything and grind everything. And then you have a button to slow down time to help you shoot. Um, That's all cool. I just don't like, it got boring for me very quick to be like, okay, I'm just, all right, I'm gonna go up here. I'm gonna do a grab and some spins. I'm gonna come down and shoot this guy. Oh, there's a sniper. So I'm just going to dodge. Now I'm gonna go grind, get some more ammo. It's just like, I don't think there's enough there to keep me entertained for more than like one or two games. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm good. There is like a campaign involved in there, but it's very just like, this is your name. Uh, there is people get picked to go into these death domes. Go fight. Is pretty much what it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know it has been reviewed fairly well. So, I mean, if you want to try it again, 30 minute free trial is on PlayStation plus. You can try it for yourself. I just, for me, it was a big, no, after the thirty minutes, I was like, "Well, I'm glad I didn't buy it." Um, But yeah, so that's that one. Thyemia, I'm gonna do super quick because I've been playing so much Neo. Like, I think I'm like level seventy-one in Neo or something like that. Oh wow, nice! So, like, I'm I'm putting in time, right? Still yeah. not done, but like I'm putting in a ton of time. And I realized very quickly with Thyemia that like you can't play both at the same time because they're so different that I have to yeah. like relearn. So I was like, "All right, I'm gonna hold off," but. By major number one, um, it is only 30 bucks. You can actually get it for like $23 right now on Xbox. So if you go into it with the mindset that this is, will not be like a Demon Souls polished game, um, I actually don't think it's too bad. It's doing some things that are different. Um, it kind of has a Bloodborne feel as far as like the aesthetic um, yeah, with like sure. the Plague Doctor mask. But I, what I like is your normal button for attack will take down their health. But when you hit them, their health bar will go down, but there'll be a section of it that's green and they will get that health bar back unless you use your other attack, which is like a claw, to hit them, which will take down that green section. So you're mm-hmm. kind of battling back and forth like, all right, I'm gonna do a combo here and then dodge, but then also have to go right back in to hit them again so they don't regenerate that health. And every enemy has that. So you have to be like on the offensive, um, you also have the ability to, if you hold down one of the triggers, um, to charge up an attack that will basically take their weapon. And then you have a one use of that weapon uh, that you can use, which is cool. It's like a more powerful attack. Um, so I think it's it's done pretty well. It's Like I said, it's definitely not polished. Um, but it is it's tough. Like even that first section, I was like, man, this is like, you really are going to have to invest the time to get good at it. Um, The dodge isn't as good as I'm used to in a game like Neo, right? Where like I'm so used to like hit three times, dodge around to the back and all that. Like it's a little bit slower of a dodge. So you have to think a little bit farther ahead. And when you hit someone in Thymasia, it does not stun them or stop them from doing their attack. So where I think a lot of games, like if you hit them, like, all right, they're not going to attack me. They're still going to try and hit you. So, you have to kind of time everything more. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty good. Um, I don't think it's going to be like, it's not going to win any awards, but for like, what, $23 right now, if you're looking for like a Souls type game, which obviously I am right now on everything, um, it's been, I think it's going to hit the spot after I'm done with Neo. Even though um, in the middle of playing Neo, uh, Best Buy had Neo 2 for 10 bucks. So, you know, I bought that. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to jump right into it. I'll probably jump into Thymasia afterwards. But yeah, so far, so good on that. Um, Barry, did you have more? Either one of you have more? Do I plot yeah, a a, the.
0: the a
1: cult of the lamb. Yes. I'm interested on this one. So um,
2: cult of the lamb. <laughs> a thousand times, yes. Uh, okay. It's, it's uh, cr- created by a developer, um, I believe it's called. What is it? Massive. I had it written down. Massive monster. Thank. Mass. So the game itself is a combination of a lot of different things. I think that that's why everybody's responding to it so well. It's it's you essentially play a lamb that ha- was brought back to life by a demon who's looking to basically be unchained, right? And he's using you to create a cult in order to bring him back. So immediately it's it's like an adorable lamb, which is like red demon eyes. And I have not been able to get enough of it. But what (laughs) I what's nice about it is the game kind of introduced the antagonist to you immediately. There's like these four otherworldly presences that are trying to prevent you and your cult from bringing this guy back. And you clearly know that there's you already know when the game starts that there's four levels or four paths you got to take to destroy all four of them. Right. So they plops you down. This game is essentially two games. It's got like an animal crossing side, but with cults, it's like a cult crossing. (laughs) And then it's in it's a roguelike RPG for 10 to 15 minutes to 20 minutes at a pop. So on the one end, you have your cult at home that like like anything else in every video game cannot take care of themselves. And you start from scratch, you have this nice small area that you have to basically farm and, and get wood and stone and create buildings and build up into a small town so that you can have your cult base at home. On the other side of the game, You go out on runs, which is essentially you going into one of the four levels that they have available. You go out and you basically destroy non-believers. Non-believers are just the enemies. So they come in all shapes and sizes. They're dedicated to the particular level that they have. So like there's like a flare with each, there's like a forest level and so on and so forth. And what's cool is on the run, you get weapons to start, but then after you get through the amount of rooms, it's got kind of like a Zelda feel where you have like a map that shows this room. Also, um, Metroid does it where it has like a rectangular room and then you see like the the, the line down and then there's another room, that kind of thing. Once you get through the entire beginning part of the level, then you have a section where you can break off and go into different uh, paths on your run. At the end is the boss, but you can go to each room is labeled, you can go to a room that looks like it has a better weapon to select, or gathering materials, or there's question marks on specific rooms. So you don't know if it's a uh, if it's a pillar or a totem that you have to pray at to get more health, or there's a bunch of different things going on. But then at the end, is your boss. Now, each run, like I said, only takes 10 or 15 minutes or 20 minutes, but you need that in order to obtain gold and bones from your dead enemies in order to bring back to the town. Now, as your town grows, because you can find followers and convert them to your religion like among the way, they're they're thrown in levels, there's different ways to obtain them. As you gain more followers, you have to elevate how your town is and your followers start wanting better things. Like you start out with sleeping bags for them to sleep in, but you got to upgrade them to tents because sleeping bags break too easily. And uh, you got to make sure that you're cooking for them. You got to do all of these things at home while managing to go out on runs. Now, the villagers kind of act like or the cultists act like any other type of thing where they grow up, they die. You know, like they live and then they they can either die of old age or there's like a lot of maintenance that comes in the home. Um, For example, sometimes you'll go off and you'll come back, you'll realize that a bunch of villagers have pooped everywhere back at home. (laughs) You have to clean that because if the villagers see it. I hear something
0: specific about that, yeah. Yeah, if okay.
2: the cultists see it, then they get sick, and then you have sick cultists that die before their time, and you can't really maintain your cult without cultists. Any cult leader will tell you that. <laughs> you know, you need your followers. So there's a maintenance that goes on at home. You want to make sure they're fed. You want to make sure that they're all good before you go out on a run because if you go out and you take too long, your villagers do get hungry, you know? Um, sorry that I keep calling them villagers. It's just natural. I'm just, I guess I'm animal crossing doubt with that. Uh, Um, but, uh, there's aspects about the game that are adorable. Uh, there's a church that you build like immediately when the game starts, you hold a sermon each day, the sermon builds up your, uh, your energy, like your demonic energy, because of how many followers you have. And that's how you progress and level up. So you have your church where you do sermons, you could do, um, as the game progresses, you have specific rituals you can perform that you pick along the way. Some of them are sacrifices. Some of them are uh, benevolent type of things. It's it's really just, it's it fits whatever play style you want. And as you uh, progress in that manner, you can choose like how you want to do it and usually when you do it'll give you a good or a bad version so it'll say like you know like let's say you level up it'll ask you do you want to have a uh, a doctrine where everybody has to donate two gold each day and then you get 10 you know like 10 points towards like your you know your following or like one person has to stay in jail for a day and that's how you get like a beneficial thing. So you can choose good and evil of how you do it. And it's 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 worth the hype guys, you know, because you inevitably you doing things for your cult and amassing a following and keeping everybody happy makes it easier to do the runs and beat the bosses. You can't do one without the other because if you don't go on runs, then you don't have the gold resources to build more elaborate buildings at home. And they've got everything. They've got jails. There's like like if certain certain people in the game can become unhappy with your cult and then they start speaking out, which is adorable because the language in this game is is like animalistic murmuring. So it'll be like, mam, 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 mam. like you'll you'll just hear somebody in town with a megaphone speaking against your cult and you can throw them in jail. You know, you could do all of these different things to try to make sure that your 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 cult is is positively being affected by you. And the reason why it's popular, you can immediately see when you start playing. It's it's very addictive. There's no it's a pick up and play. You could play it 15 minutes before you have to take a shower to go to work. You could play it for six hours straight when you're at home. And one of the best things that they did, I know it's a little wonky because I've been watching certain streamers do it and it not working out for them, but they added a Twitch like streaming option to it where the if you're streaming it on Twitch, you can, actu- you can have your, follow- your followers, you can have the people who are watching you interact with every new follower that you obtain. They can name it for you. They can change how they look. So... They did a bunch of different things correctly. I uh, it's I don't know if it's on my game of the year list. I want to finish it for what it is for the price for the twenty five bucks for what they've accomplished for the rightful uh, feedback and blown up. Uh, I guess like for lack of better term, just reception that they've received from this is is definitely warranted. I think you guys should play it. Uh, I got it on Steam, like, I think, the day or the day after it was released. I can't remember exactly when it was released, but it's it's 100% worth it.
1: 100%. It's fair. I've heard a lot of good things so far. Nothing bad, yeah, really.
0: Yeah, as, as have I. It definitely seems to be like another roguelike game that is at least becoming very popular making its own Mm -hmm. trend you know that it's not just a roguelike it's also a life simulator in a way so any way to stand out in what already is like a lot of people creating roguelike games is probably a pretty uh pretty good idea on their point i do admit like the art seems to be adorable as well like it's very you know it's cute violence which just reminds (laughs) me of like happy tree friends yes there are definitely a lot of people who would um it's just like that. that So, yeah, like, I, I want to give it a shot. It's just that uh you, you know, Craig, as well as I do, we got Soul Hackers 2 coming this week, so it'll be <laughs> yes. uh, my, our, our live busy holding
1: hands.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> That's, not That's not this game. That's not this game. I
1: can't wait for this game, man. So. Uh, i so excited. All right. So, Two Point Hospital. Um, yes. yes. Not a whole lot to say. Campus. Sorry. Two Point yeah. Campus. Same thing. Two Point Hospital, Two Point Campus. Um Yeah, same type of game as two point hospital, except you're doing a a university instead of a hospital. Um, More of the same that you would expect from this from this game. If you like two point hospital, you're gonna like two point campus. Um, Basically, it boils down to you're building all these classrooms. And in order for the students to get better grades, which in turn gives you more money, uh, you have to make the rooms more appealing. Um, So you'll get like different uh, missions or you'll get like there'll be little uh, icons above certain students heads. that will be like, I want this in my classroom. And you have to make sure you put it in. Um, It's those little things that kind of keep it entertaining for me. Um, And then some people get crazy with how they lay out their campuses and they make like these elaborate hedge mazes and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, I think it's a ton of fun. I like adore these type of games. I always have. So I'm always like all in on these games. I don't, Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to decide or discern like, will the casual gamer like this type of game? I think so. Um, Again, it is on Game Pass. So it's another game that you can try out 100% for free, um, either on console or PC. I think these games are just so much easier on PC than trying to do it with a controller. So if you have the ability, I would 100% recommend putting it on PC. Um, just so you're not trying to do a million things on a controller and limited by buttons and all that kind of stuff. But been having a ton of fun with that. But all of my time has been going to Arcade Paradise, which is the other game I have left here. Um, this is another game that's also on PC and console. I am playing it on PC. Uh, basically, this game takes place in the 90s. Uh, you, are, you inherit a laundromat from your father. Uh, and you're basically going in and doing your daily... Uh, People drop off their clothes. You put in the washer when it's done, you put in the dryer, you get paid. Um, You're going around, you're picking up the trash, you're cleaning the restrooms, all that kind of stuff. But then you find out that there is a back room that has a couple arcade machines in it. Um, So basically what it comes down to is your father is against arcade machines. So you're taking all the money that you're getting from the laundromat and you're purchasing more arcade machines. You're expanding this back room to make it more appealing until um, eventually the arcade is your main source of income and not the laundromat. Um, what I think works so well about this game and why I love it so much is every single one of these games that you buy, you can hundred percent play. Um, they're fully oh. fleshed out arcade games. Um, they're obviously not like official games that you know, but you'll play these games. You'll immediately know what they are. There's a game that looks like and plays like candy crush. Um, you have your, your pong, Um, I haven't gotten, there's, there's so many games you can buy and I haven't gotten them all yet, but there's like just about every game you could think of. There's a a Pac-Man type game. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it satisfies my itch for like a simulation type game that I love, but also all these old arcade games that I used to love playing are represented in a slightly different way. So they don't get copyright claims. Um, but yeah, it's, and even the daily stuff, is all video game eyes like you're walking around, you're picking up trash. Right when your trash bag is full, you got to go take it to the dumpster. When you get to the dumpster, it'll do the little uh, like the Madden kick gauge, and then you have to oh. hit it at the top, and you'll get more money depending on how well you do. Um, you'll it'll be the same thing, you'll find like gum stuck to seats, and to pull it off, it's you'll get the kick gauge again. Um, cleaning the toilets, the toilet has a, a boss health bar. Um, it's just That's like funny. little stuff like that that they put yeah. in there. It's very, very cool. Um, you can get very technical with the arcade side of things. Uh, you have a Palm Pilot that you can pull up and it'll tell you uh, a popular rating on all your games, how much it's making per hour. You can go in and change how much it costs to play the game. You can change if it's easy, medium, or hard. So like if you want it to be hard so that people are putting more money in. You can do all that. Um, mm. You can get very, very detailed with like, all right, this game's super popular. This one over here is not. So I'm going to put it next to the popular one so it makes more money. Um, and, you know, it's it's crazy. You have all these games you can order. And then when you get a little bit farther in, you have all these upgrades that you can buy as well. There's just a lot going on in this game um, that I really, really like uh again it is on both i'm playing on pc i did see it on xbox and playstation i don't know about switch um but yeah i'm that's like my game of the week besides neo has been this game right here so go check that out right. as well
2: yeah definitely
1: yeah that's it sounds like it's
0: like. at least yeah it sounds like it's an interesting concept is it a new game or is there yeah, or is it, it just no, came okay. out this week yep okay i want
1: to say yeah. it's uh 20 20 bucks i think okay it's either 20 or 30 it's not very much yeah Maybe All in right. between Soul Hackers 2. There you go. Yeah,
0: take, take a minute. Uh, so the next up on our end is going to be uh, movies and TV shows for this week. Yep. Which for me, I have the... I did watch Up to the Sandman episode 6, so I still have a little bit to go on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there is the season finale of the rehearsal uh, yeah. with Mason Fielder that, uh, that recently came out. But other than that, I know I got a lot of movies to catch up on, but that's that's all <laughs> I've watched.
1: Um, yeah, we can. I finished Sandman, but we can wait on that till we all finish. That's fine. Um, I also watched the last of the rehearsal. I finally broke down and watched Lightyear. Right. Oh, Lightyear. yeah, right. And then oh, I, I watched She-Hulk. Watch, oh, yep. Yep. That's I don't great, know if you want to wait till, till that's I'm done on. or if we want yeah, to talk we'll about wait. that. We'll wait. Yeah. Um, and then I watched on Netflix uh, Day Shift with Jamie Foxx. Oh, h- hunting vampires. And I oh, realized it was a Netflix show. Yes. Uh, yeah, movie. Yeah. Or movie. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, those are the ones I watch. How about you, Craig?
2: I'm interested as to hear your take on Daybreak okay. or Day Shift. Day Shift. Yep. Daybreak is a different it is. Vampire yep. movie. Yep. Um I I feel like I'm coming with uh just a couple that have already been spoken about on the podcast, but okay. I powered through it's not really a power through because it's a mini series, but I I went through Blackbird. Yes. <laughs> Oh, wow. And it's and I also watch Black Phone. That's my other yes. One. OK, so those are the two. And then I also have to finish Sandman so that we can all talk about it. But I'm like, sure. two or three episodes and I think the end of episode three. So I'm behind. But okay. those are the two I have to talk about.
1: Uh, do you want to do the rehearsal, Perry?
0: Yeah, let's do the rehearsal. OK kind of ended in kind of ended in a way that like i thought made sense uh mm-hmm. as well it, it's already been renewed for season two so they yep. they still have it it's just funny to me that like it feels like hbo is paying for nathan fielder's therapy they really uh, are <laughs> is, is what it feels like like it, it is an interesting concept with the you know we you know, the lady who definitely we kind of knew wasn't taking the whole like simulation thing seriously. Like, yep. I can't imagine how much money like Nathan might have feel like he wasted because she's playing house. But then when the children isn't doing anything and she, you know, has these this fake business she's supposed to be setting up, she doesn't send out any of the packages. She's just like messing about. Yep. Um,
1: Enjoying the vacation. Kind-
0: yeah and enjoying yep. what's li- a literal vacation and she might even be getting paid for it because technically yeah. she's kind of an actor and all this mm-hmm. but it you know it, it did kind of open up the whole like uh, especially like religion wise where like we definitely saw the extreme of one side where yep. uh the girl is like it, son's got to be raised to christianity you know Judaism is like it's a, a, a you know the devil worshiping yep. you know yep. religion and it's like, well, no, that's not the case. Everybody has, uh, you know, especially, you know, with Judaism and the Quran, like it's just different ways of, you know, religion celebrating it. So it, it was definitely kind of weird to see it take that turn. Uh, but like Nathan, like I thought, I, I thought it was just like about time, especially as well. Like, of course he, of course he's going to run into the problem with the one kid calling him dad. Yep. Um, out of it and it's just like yeah that's that is completely realistic and i'm and i'm kind of surprised that maybe not more kids or maybe they just didn't show that it happened to more kids that did that because there are plenty of moms raising their kids alone and you know you can put your child in for this kind of research thing as a test really of course it's gonna of course he's gonna call him dad because yeah, he, he doesn't have so like much a, time with them. exactly yeah so Like it it, it almost feels like this epiphany for me. I was like, wow, like that, like that really hit. Like I've been raised, of course, in like a full home, but that really hits home. I definitely think for some people, you know, when you eventually call your football coach dad because you see him all the time or like your teacher (laughs) mom or something like that, like we've all done something embarrassing like that because you almost spend more time with them because you're with them eight hours a day or however long you're in school for. And then, you know, you see your parents for maybe three or four hours when you get home and then you're asleep and back to school the next day. So it, it was really nice to see that humanizing factor of it. I just think the whole like gender flipping as well, where he's like <laughs> now he's playing as the mom. Like there's yeah. so much like inception in a way of someone's playing Nathan. He's playing the mother and then he is a kid playing the kid, calling him dad. Like yeah. it's just like this endless train. Of people playing other people, and, and you know, it's like it's such an interesting like concept or show in a way.
1: You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when you hold up, uh, like your phone or something to the screen you're recording to, and it just has like the million windows that go all the way in. Yeah, that's what it reminds yeah. me of. Because he just like he he played out a section. He's like, oh man, I spent so long with this kid, having this kid call me dad. Now he thinks I'm his dad all right, well, then what if I play his mom and then I'll have somebody else play me? And he just keeps going farther and farther down to try and figure out the best way to handle it. Um, it's If you would have told me where you would end up with the last episode and where you started with the first episode, I would have never guessed that's where it would end. Um, but I thought it was kind of cool, too, that they renewed it for season two. And even HBO was like, yeah, we don't even know what we're going to get with season two, but we're going to renew it because he's <laughs> such like his mind works in such a different way that like this season two could be something completely different. Like just completely different. And and, and I'll be there the for it. The fact that he you know? opened
0: his bar too. Like it's yes. an actual business he has now, and it's just like yeah. this really weird twenty foot corridor to the bar. It, it's it's actually just like really it's really funny and it makes a lot of sense. You know yeah. how how Imagine how many like studio props that like you pay to make and then you end up destroying it right afterward. Instead, he yep. reuses it, and now it's almost like a, you know, it's a place for his other actors to work while they're waiting for more work. Uh, it's yeah. it's really genius in a way. But uh, like that show is interesting, just because of how it continues to go down the ladder. And like I get it, a rehearsal, and the concept of the show makes sense to me. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of. I always find it funny about how, you know, he even has mirrors to simulate him looking like the mom. And yep. uh, it's, it, you know, it just takes it to that extreme level that you would think like, oh, I wish I could rehearse something so I could replay the situation. It, the whole show just takes it to like 11 and <laughs> makes it and makes it outrageous, which I think is also – and to make it coherent as well I think is a, a big part on them as well because I- – it it definitely feels like episode one was like a uh, episode one was like a one off. And yep. then everything else was kind of connected to everything afterward.
1: Yeah, it's like episode one is what he set out to do with this show. But then when he got to the second person, it was just like, well, now I'm stuck doing this because there's yeah. like small. I think it's the third episode where he does another one, but it's like barely shown because it's just like, yeah, oh, and then he left, you know? Yeah. Um, I appreciate it too. Some of the behind the scenes stuff that you see, like when they're throwing the birthday party for the kid and he fills it with, um, background actors. And then he realizes that because of union, they're not allowed to speak. Right. Like that to me, it was hilarious. So like he yeah, has all these wise. background actors and he's talking to them, but they can't talk back. They're not allowed to, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, that kind of stuff to me is so cool. It's just like getting to see all that stuff and how it works is crazy. But yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Not what I expected at all, but it was entertaining.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, what do we want to do now?
0: I was about to say you guys should probably need to talk about Black Phone, and uh, well, yeah. well, how about Craig? Why don't you talk about Blackbird, and then you do Yeah, Blackbird.
1: Uh, <laughs> you
2: weren't wrong, Craig. Um, yeah. Blackbird is fantastic. It's uh, Apple mini series. And it essentially, just to go over a quick recap, just because uh, Craig did discuss it if, uh, in a previous podcast, but uh gentleman is essentially, we'll just call him a gangster. I don't even need to say necessarily what he's doing, but he's yep. he is a handsome womanizing gangster, as many gangsters tend to be. And essentially, Like with most types of things, when you're on the other side of the law, you make one wrong move and the cops build up a rap sheet on you or at least build up a case on you and the guy gets arrested. Well, he's got a long prison term ahead of him because he was promised that he was going to have a shorter term if he agreed to confess. And he did. And then the judge turned around and said, you get I think it's like 30 years, like 20, 30 years, something like that. So he was supposed to get like 10 (laughs) So, while he's in jail, on the other side, there is a a guy that is going around killing women in essentially a three-state, I'm going to say just to be safe, a three-state area, right? Two to three-state area. And they are these two well-acted detectives that don't intertwine until about halfway through, doesn't ruin anything for you, but they're both trying to figure out who this person is. So out of desperation, one of the detectives goes in and essentially is looking for a in, somebody to go into the prison that uh, the serial killer is being held in because he essentially like admitted to the killings, but nobody believes him because he's very, very weird and has admitted to it multiple times that they don't take it seriously. But he's being held until his appeal they're looking for somebody to go in and basically talk to that inmate to see if they can co- like figure out where these girls are buried or get more of a confession at them or get more details out of them. So they obviously look for some type of suave individual and in comes our character. The, the, the show's great. It just is. It's well shot. There's... There's like six characters you have to pay attention to. It's like it is a mini-series, so I mean how many characters can they introduce? But they took essentially six characters and they asked everybody to play them well, and they do. Um the one guy, the the gangster's name, his last name's like Keen. He's he's phenomenal. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. And he um he reminds me of like a Boardwalk Empire type of character, at least in the way that he kind of, at least the hairstyle and maybe not how he talks necessarily. But there is that kind of rough nature about him that reminds me of just like most of the people that are in that type of show. And um, the dude, I have to say his name, Paul Walter Hauser, who plays Larry Hall. Oh, yeah. my word. Yeah, Killed it. Oh, my word. He, he, he killed it. it it was Mm -hmm. I've never I haven't felt more sympathetic, but then hating myself for being sympathetic (laughs) for just a brief weak moment. But also but also scared. But also like wanting this dude to go away like I felt so many different emotions every time this guy was on screen. And it it, it was phenomenal the way he played. He stole the show. And I mean, he had the role to do it, but this guy didn't, this guy did incredibly well. And it made a lasting impression for me, especially in episodes and not tell you why necessarily to ruin it for anybody at home, but really amp them up in four five and six, specifically five and six. There were certain times where you look into that man's eye and you could, you could see the, like the murderous intent on the, ins- it's great it just is. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't seen something like that since I, I believe the comparison was made when it was talked about but it's it was so true detective for me. Mm-hmm. Season one specifically true detective for me.
0: Yeah.
2: And I didn't realize that that was an itch that I needed to scratch with another television show. <laughs> because true detective season one was was fantastic. But when you have Woody Harrelson and McConaughey like playing together, like come on, like it's going to be. But like I needed something like that, and that is Black Blackbird. I recommend it highly. Yeah,
1: um, phenomenal TV show, just absolutely phenomenal. It just it, it, it really that, struck home, and I was I was happy. That one's gonna hit up high on our list for the end of the year, I think. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, it yeah, definitely will.
1: <laughs> It'll be an easy agreement for us. <laughs> yeah. And then a uh, black phone. Yeah. We can just get that
2: out the way real quick. Uh speaking of great performances, Not a
1: not a horror movie. Not not a horror movie. Thriller.
2: It is a thriller. Yeah. Um it is not a horror movie. I that these trailers, man.
1: Yep. They make you think it is, for sure. They
2: make you think it is, it's not no. if if anything it's just an awesome kids helping kids survive movie. (laughs) It's the reason why you like shows like Stranger Things. It's the reason why you like it. We talk about this every time a show or a movie like this comes out. It's about the kids. Yep. And mainly a brother sister relationship that intertwines with the grabber played by Ethan Hawke. But the grabber had his weird moments too, where you were like, What exactly is he in terms of a like a kidnapping serial killer? Like what is he? Because he had some moments where he he had a different MO than when you see these type of movies where it just maybe wasn't about killing kids or it wasn't about necessarily the power or sometimes it was.
1: Yeah. It was just like rules for
2: him. It was rules. Yeah. And that's what made it different. Yeah. And the other difference that the trailer shows, but it shows it in a horror way, but it's not, it's in like a coming of age film type of way with kids. Again, kids helping kids is the alliance, or at least the helping between the dead kids and the kid who is alive and kidnapped. Um, One thing to know, Craig, I don't know if you noticed this, but I said it out loud because it affected me so much as we were watching it. So, to compare it to it again, there were a lot of kids missing in this town. Yeah, a lot. And the police were not acting very police like in their, and <laughs> they're looking into no. it. Now, it, now when you're watching it, it's because, you know, Pennywise has a hold on the town yeah. and the adults don't even realize that there is, that kids are dying the way they are. And this, it just made no sense. It's 1978. There's enough murderers by this point in real life by 1978 <laughs> for you to be worried about your children. And there's just pictures everywhere of missing yep. kids and kids are going to school alone. They're walking home alone. The main, the main protagonist and his <laughs> sister break off in the movie yep. frequently. Yep. And I it's think it's like, I is- think
1: I, I think the only way I can justify it in my head is I think at one point they, the one of the parents does say something about not walking home alone, but I think in total he killed what, like five or six kids, something mm. like that. Um And I, yeah, I don't think the police were like in that big of a hurry to try to find this guy, but it kind of reminded me of like other well-known serial killers where um, they would be like five or six deaths and they'd be like, oh, well, make sure you don't go outside at night. You know, and that yeah. was like the extent of it, especially in like the 70s, 80s era. Like, Until it hits 10 and 15. Right. And then yeah. Just You're just like, oh, like we're well, a man hunt. Yep. yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. like, all right, well, you know, just don't go out after 9 p.m. and lock your doors and hope for the best, yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah
2: the skeptical person to me with the van too i mean yeah this guy is a he was paler than michael jackson <laughs> he's walking around with essentially just a white ghastly face with yep. a very questionable van and balloons and and when he was kidnapping <laughs> he was doing it on like residential roads like broad there was daylight in broad daylight yep so once you get aside that fact, with a lot of scary movies, you have to put things aside because they have yep. to create some type of atmosphere, which makes it believable that people are even dying in this mm-hmm. movie or getting kidnapped. But I, but my wife and I were chuckling because we were like, oh, anybody not notice that large van and the man with the black <laughs> balloons and letting the black balloons go every time he does kidnap somebody, which is essentially shooting a flare. Yeah. Yep. He's essentially shooting a flare every time in the town. If you see a collection of black balloons, travel to that location with the angry mob. Those are the only two things. (laughs) Ethan Hawke was fantastic. The kids were great. And um, the movie is not a horror movie, but it is a great thriller.
1: I I personally think that him that shot of him sitting in the chair with his shirt off and the mask on, Mm. I feel like will be iconic for Ethan Um, Hawke. When I think of or him I think like, of slouch. Yeah, where he's or just he's like, like laying back waiting yeah. for the kid to come up the stairs. That, that to was me iconic. was an iconic shot. Um it was. yeah. I don't know. I just it was one of those shots and I was like that's one that I'll remember for a long time just the, it was done so well. But yeah, yeah, I I really liked it. I just it was not what I thought it was going to be going in. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed it.
2: It was good. And you're right. That will be an iconic shot, iconic shot, mm-hmm. specifically when you, when you think of the kid being right there, like just yep. almost kind of, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Great movie though. Yeah.
0: Well, that's going to go, gonna ahead, go ahead and do it for this week's podcast. Cause that's all, that's all any of us watched. I do appreciate everybody watching and reviewing and sharing the podcast. Uh, If you haven't yet, please make sure you like, review, and share it, and also on Facebook to like and subscribe if you do. By the time the video goes up, it'll be my birthday, so happy birthday to me on the day this (laughs) video goes up, so I'll take it. Uh, But yeah, we really do appreciate it. I hope to be streaming back on Twitch. I had to take a little vacation, hence why we skipped a week, and then I needed to catch up on all the stuff that I haven't been doing, so I hope to be streaming Bayonetta 2 this Thursday at some point, so be on the lookout for that. But thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.
1: See you later. Yeah, take
0: care, guys.